Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey everybody, welcome into Plan with the Tax Man. Thanks for hanging out with Tony and I as we talk investing, finance, and retirement here on the podcast. This week, 2021 tax tips. A little recap, if you will. We'll go through some of this stuff. Since Tony is a tax man, we should go through some of these tips because it's, well, tax season is upon us. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm hanging in. You know, very cold here, but we're digging in for a different tax season. Pretty much all virtual slash drop-off, you know, trying to... Yeah. Uh, pivot a little bit and keep, you know, I hate to say keep clients out. We're, we're still doing the, the tax returns for them. Right, right. Kind of halted all the in-person appointments. Yeah, kind of keeping keep going with the uh, the social distancing as best we can and all that good stuff. But yeah. yeah, you know, you can do the virtual thing, which you know, which is a nice help, right? I mean, sometimes technology can be our friend, unless until it's not. <laughs> yeah, until, until that's right. Until it doesn't work right or something like that, or until it's so cold that you know, the internet servers don't want to work or something like that. So yeah, you guys are you guys are getting some brutalness right now. Uh, brutalness with and, those and, temps. Our, our, our clients, though, you know, for, for tax, ironically, we, we installed a drop box through the side of the building this mm-hmm. year just, you know, to kind of make it a little oh, more okay. inc- yeah. convenient, yeah. I should say. And, they're you know, they're braving it. I mean, they, they hey, come out right. and they're dropping off their packets and, you know, it, it, it is cold. Okay. Well, good. Well, good. Well, listen, since you mentioned, you know, obviously some of the changes that last year and this year have brought in that respect, it actually may affect some things from a tax standpoint. So let's talk about a couple of them. We'll just dive right in. Mm-hmm. Stimulus packets, uh, stimulus payments, you know, whatever you want to look at it, however you want to view that. You know, how does that affect anything? Are these things taxable? Uh, what should we, anything we should know on some of this stuff, Tony? Yeah, you know, the stimulus payments getting a lot of questions on it. And of course, you know, the IRS and, and Congress kind of making it up as they go here with these things and as they've been doling these out. But the fact of the matter is, is the stimulus payments are not taxable. And what a lot of people don't know, and we're having to kind of go back to them and say, well, what did you receive for the second stimulus payment, which was actually for most received in 2021. Mm-hmm. The, the $600 say, one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They all say the same thing. Well, that well, that's for next year. It's actually not. It's actually for 2020. And what a lot of people oh. don't realize is that this whole thing is a credit against your 2020 taxes. So if you've got the full amount of the stimulus payments, both of them, then you don't get any credit on your tax return. If you didn't, if you were limited by income or some other, other reason, then we get to stick it on your tax return as a credit and you get it now. So that, that's why we have to ask. Mm, okay. Okay. And so any impact to the returns, uh, I guess time-wise they haven't changed anything, right? We're still, we're still holding for normal time this year, unlike last year. We're still holding for normal time, you know, right now as at the time we're recording this, you know, there's a little bit of chatter that if the, you know, the new stimulus package goes through, that the IRS may have to pivot again and deal with stimulus payments to individuals. And they, you know, they may have to push back the season, but definitely not anything official. So you can't go by my word. That's just kind of what we're hearing. Right. Yeah. But, As of right uh, now, it's, it's normal. It's on. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's on. It's there on. you go. I like that. And uh, we only got 62 days left, you know, cause they kind of started late because they had such a, Oh yeah. They had here in 2020. And then, yeah. of course all these tax law changes and everything else. Yeah. It might be a bit compacted this year. I didn't think about that, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, tax brackets. Any change to the brackets uh, for 2020's filings, which I guess would be different from 19, correct? 
Correct. You know, and there wasn't, there's one little, little change in, in one of the upper brackets, but for the most part, the brackets are pretty much the same as they were in 2019. Okay. And, uh, you know, that remains to be seen with the new administration, but I, you know, definitely not anything going to affect 2020. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a topic of a conversation as to whether we'll get you know a new tax code, but yeah. as of for now, no, right? So it's no. kind of the same old, same old, unless you're really raking it in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Part of the CARES Act allowed us to do some contributions, Tony, or uh, deduct up to three hundred dollars in donations, I should say. Anything you know, there from a charity standpoint to, to be aware of, or just in general, I suppose, for tax tips? I would say, you know, a lot of people don't think they need to keep track of their charitable contributions because they don't think they have enough to itemize, especially with some of the newer laws and the higher limits. But the the new CARES Act did add this, this paltry little deduction, whether you itemize or not. If, if you did give some money away to a charity, they're allowing what they call above the line deduction, meaning that you don't have to itemize to get this. You just got to tell your tax preparer that you you gave some money. Okay. And it, it takes $300 off your income at, you know, if you're in the 15% bracket, you're looking at a whopping tax savings of 45 bucks, but every every buck helps. <laughs> Wait, uh, $45, so a, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Not a make or break, but it is there. And, I, you know, I, we always tell people you, you don't want to leave any tax deductions that the government's giving on the table right? if you actually incurred them. So yeah, I would just encourage people to make sure they tell their preparers or if they're doing it themselves, make sure they answer the right question that uh, I did give money away, if, if indeed you really did. And, okay. Uh, take yeah. that little deduction. Well, you know, hey, forty-five dollars—that might be a nice, uh, nice meal from Uber Eats or right. something delivered, or you know, yeah. <laughs> Grubhub or something. I don't know. Okay, uh, RMDs. Uh, since we were just talking about the CARES Act, and and obviously with everything that happened last year, RMDs were suspended. Still up in the air, or going kind of you know status quo, kind of the norm is back on for twenty twenty one. Well, they were suspended in two thousand twenty. And right now, they're supposed to be back on. Of course, that that could change as well. Mm -hmm. But what that means for 2020, and even all the way up through the due date of the tax return, is if you're over 72, you you don't have to take the required minimum in 2020. And so that for you know people that are just taking it because they had to, definitely you know postpone some tax. And right now, it it looks that they're going to be back on for 2021, but there's some talk about it that maybe they'll maybe they'll do the same thing again. Kind of the same as the as the dates for you know if, if they're going to move the tax deadline or not. Kind of like they yeah. did in 2020. Still a little bit up in the air. So basically, Tony, if you turn 72 in 2020, you you get the reprieve. You didn't have to do it last year, but obviously you'd have to do it this year. You'd be turning 73 this year, and the, the deadline's right. the end of the year, right? So you just have to do yeah, your RMDs right. by the end of you know December of 2021. By the end of December, yeah. Okay. And a All lot right. of, a lot of people don't know what the penalty is for that. It's (laughs) It's big. It's hefty. It's a a big one. I mean, you know, you probably could, if they assessed it, I've actually had a couple of clients where the advisors forgot to do it. You know, it was just an error and they assessed them the penalty. We got them out of it. I mean, it was just an innocent error. It wasn't like it was deliberate, but the IRS, you know, doesn't have to abate those. So you, you really don't want to be in that position if you can help it to have to fight with that. I think another one though, in the retirement area that people we're seeing it already is mm-hmm. a lot of people below retirement age 
have been forced to take money out of their retirement plans early, you know, to uh, supplement income, you know, because of loss of job or something. And the IRS and Congress have been very generous with this because mm. in 2020, early distributions, these are early ones, not subject to a penalty. And Congress is saying to the IRS, we'll allow them to spread it out and they can be taxed on it over three years if they want to versus all in one. So pretty good deal. And normally people come in when they pull money out of retirement plans early, they're looking at big, you know, they're looking at big penalty, the tax, and they usually owe a lot. Gotcha. But okay. I think that's helpful. People just got to realize that. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. And that's one of the reasons we're doing the show, right? Hopefully to share a couple of useful nuggets of information, yeah. especially when it comes to tax time. Now I've got an interesting one here for you, Tony. I've heard people talking about the whole work from home thing last year, obviously doing taxes, right? It's, it's a look at what's already happened, right? So we talk often because you do, you know, retirement planning as well, but you know, there's, there's tax planning, which is all throughout the year. And then there's tax prep, which is really just recording and, and putting down what happened the prior year. So many people are asking uh, about the whole work from home and home office thing. How does that go about affecting our taxes, uh, filing our taxes? My understanding is this only works if you're a contractor or own your own small business, right? Just because your company said, hey, you have to work from home or the government said you had to work from home, you don't get to claim a home office, do you? Not anymore. Not under the new tax law that okay. President you know, Trump changed. Is it, it used to be that even if you were a w, W-2 employee mm-hmm. and you had some you know, business use of home, you were working at home and whatnot, some of the expenses you could write off oh, okay. in small percentages. Now, though, they changed it. They basically did away with that completely and just said, if you're not self-employed, uh, you know, which means subcontractor or, or totally on your own, right. you, you can't do it even though you've been working from home. And I believe that it was probably a trade-off. I think it was a trade-off when Congress changed some of the tax laws, lowered the tax rates. I don't think that the IRS has the ability to audit this very well. Gotcha. And they know too many people are are dishonest in this area. And they just said, you know what, we're just going to cut the whole thing out. And that, that solves the problem. They'll just make it easy on themselves, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So just to kind of reiterate, so if you are in 2020, if you did work from home as a you know contractor or which basically it was a 1099, right? Right. Or right. Uh, you have your own small business. Yes, you could still do the write-off of the home office. Although with the deductions being what they are, does that really, do people even get enough to get to that point? For the for the self-employed, you see, it goes on their Schedule C. Oh, So correct. there is no, okay. there's no limit to get over and it really helps them reduce their self-employment tax, which is Social Security. So it is a good deduction for them. Gotcha. Still. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Good to know. Yeah. But if you were, if you're a W-2 employee, no, you can't, unfortunately, no. <laughs> write it off because you had to work from home. But hey, the perk is you got to work from home. So... You know, I guess that's one way to look at it. And I would, I would say to people too, I I would check with your, your tax advisor because some states may still be allowing that, you know, they didn't follow the Fed law when they changed and, and so they might be able to write that off as an itemized deduction on their state. So it never hurts to to check into. That's a great point. Cause I was going to ask you, you know, obviously you've got clients all over the place. Is there any state specific information that you know we should discuss, or is that because the podcast reaches a wide audience? Is it really just check state by state, or any thoughts there? Unfortunately, you got to check state by state because everybody is different. Nobody's uh, has any consistency yeah. 
there. Yeah, but you, they do have pretty good. Most states have pretty good info on their website. Okay. Especially if you go to, uh, you know, looking at some of the tax forms in the Schedule A, they, they they'll tell you right right on there. And of course, if you're working with, you know, an advisor, you're working with a, a CPA, somebody like Tony, he's going to cover that stuff for you and help you know all yeah, the we'll, ins we'll and outs. That for you. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah, he's a CFP and an EA, so he's been doing this for quite a while, tw- over 20 plus years. So, a good resource for you. And, and with that in mind, Tony, just final question: just any filing advice or any kind of last little tidbits you want to share? I think we covered some pretty good ones here on tax tips. Any way you advise clients, I, I, you know, whether it's something as simple as the do it as soon as you can or wait as long as possible, whatever you think. Yeah, I would say in this year, for sure, uh, you know, I would file as soon as you can simply because uh, of the, the such backlogs at the IRS and the states due to COVID and, you know, they don't have the staff. They're already behind from 2020. And I think that's, that's probably going to be better. I definitely see that if you do run into some problems, let's say, you know, you're expecting a refund doesn't come, that there's going to be a lot longer time to deal with that problem required than normal because we can't just call them like we normally do. Right. Yeah. Um, and you're just going to have to be patient in that area. I think that's, that's the other thing I would say too. I'm a big believer in not letting either one of them hold a lot of your money simply because of the fact that, you know, in times like this, something happens, you know, you're, you got to wait till they give it to you, you know? And, and so I I don't like to ever be in that, in that spot. It's not bad to get a little bit of a refund, but (laughs) I wouldn't use it as a forced savings for sure. Yeah. And the other thing too, is I would just, this is going to be a very difficult year. I think for any of those people that are normally out doing it on their own, there's a lot of new things. I, I, this might not be a good year for you. Of course I'm biased. I gotta, I gotta throw that in there. (laughs) That's okay. But to try to do it on your own, if you've got anything other than maybe one or two W2s, because there's the uh, rebate credits, you know, you might be missing. There could be a lot of things that are missing. And one thing about both of them, they generally don't send you a nice letter saying, Oh, Hey, you missed this. Here's some more money. They only do it the other way. Yeah. Very true. Well, that's a good point, too, because for a lot of our podcast or listening audience, it's going to be typically folks that are pre-retirees or retirees anyway. So, you know, the odds are they're going to have a bit more complication anyhow. But for right. folks that might be listening that you know have a pretty simple W-2 or whatever, I was going to ask you, you know, with all the extra stuff, I imagine those, you know, box services or, um, you know, software-based services probably have some of that stuff taken into account. But again, for our target demographic, it's probably a good idea to sit down and talk with somebody because there's a lot of little nuance. There is. And, and you know, the, the software itself doesn't matter which one you pick. Mm. And even on the IRS and the IRS does offer it, you know, for low income people, sure. uh, the, uh, the free e-file, it, the software is, is dead on. It's just, can people pick the right answer ah, great uh, point. to the questions, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and that, and that's where they tend to get themselves into trouble is that they pick one or the other and they just, for whatever reason, you just think, well, it must be all right, but the software is only going to do what you tell it to do. And, you know, most of us, aren't willing to do the research, uh, you know, to, to figure out if it's right or wrong. Now, some right, of them, right. it's kind of interesting. That's a whole topic for another <laughs> show is uh, some of them now offer, you know, paid advice, you know, and things like that. And then before you know it, you know, you, your, your tax, bill, your tax prep bill is up there 
Uh, yeah, you might as well you might as well go with a local, local CPA and yeah. and just get it done. Yeah, go to a local so, service. Exactly. Well, you know, and but oh, go ahead. I just say it, it does have its purpose. You know, people yeah. with a couple W twos, uh, something like that. Pretty pretty simple returns. It, it probably doesn't make sense to spend a couple hundred dollars plus or you know wherever you're at in the country to pay to have it done, especially if you're young and, and kind of techie, right. you know, it, 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 it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. But as we age, we start to have a few more things or we have some more complications in there. I switched to having a professional, you know, handle it for me a couple of years ago as well. And I just, there's definitely, definitely some benefits, right? So you got to weigh yeah. that out, but certainly coming off the year we had last year, uh, there's a lot of little nuances that you might want to check. And hopefully the podcast here helped you with a few of those things you might've been thinking about. If you have some other questions or some more detailed questions you need some advice on, go to yourplanningpros.com, drop them an email, yourplanningpros.com, or get on the calendar, schedule some time to go through your situation. Obviously, it's tax season, so they're filling up pretty quickly. So reach out to them if you need some help, and they'll find a way to get you some help that you need. 844-707-7381 to talk with Tony and his team at Tax Doctor Inc., uh, serving you here in the central Iowa area. 844-707-7381. Of course, they serve other places outside of that, but you can find them online. That's the easiest way to do it at yourplanningpros.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you like to use at Plan with the Taxman. And Tony, that's going to do it this week, my friend. Thank you so much. If we covered everything, we uh, we get it all? I think we got it all. All I would say is, you know, now in this environment, it and with technology the way it is, uh, you know, don't be afraid to use a lot of the virtual stuff, you know, the, the uploads, and especially if you're working with your advisor, mm-hmm. you know, you can upload your docs electronically. You can do a Zoom call at the end to get True. your questions yeah. answered. It, it's, 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 and, and we're trying to do the same thing. We're trying to make it as easy as possible and, and help the client not only get a great tax return, but, you know, value their time. Cause I know in this day and age, in these stages, you know, they got a lot of other things going on. Yeah, we kind of have to embrace that a little bit too, but just because of everything we've been pushed into. I, I realize for some people, it's a little nerve wracking sometimes to want to think you got to share your documents online or you know yeah. through some yeah. sort of portal. But typically, those things are pretty secure. Yeah. They're always set up with security places and, and, and things in place. And if you really think about it, our data is out there anyway. So is, you know, yeah. be smart, be protective, uh, but don't don't limit yourself into the fact thinking that I've got to you know physically walk in and see somebody because there's just there's just changed a lot obviously due to covid so embrace some of the technology that's good advice as well all right folks that's going to do it for us this week so don't forget subscribe to the podcast or reach out to tony at yourplanningpros.com and we will see you next time here on playing with the tax man with tony morrow Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.